Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Joel Tating here. We will be joined by Jeff in just a second. But tonight, we have for you TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Welcome to another week. And tonight, it's so exciting. You just have to bear with us for a minute. But before we get into that, I just want to thank last Wednesday's guest. Debbie Sherman was such a sweetheart, and she couldn't have been nicer. She has three movies coming out this year. She has The Vault, starring James Franco. She's in the new Day of the Dead, which isn't even out yet. And it's going to be terrifying. She said the walkers are absolutely terrifying. So we'll be all waiting in line to see that. And The Forgiven, which takes place in Africa. She was so nice. We can't wait to talk to her soon. And then Philly's own Molly Rhythm joined us as well. We played songs off their album, The Devil Never Comes. We played Right Meow. And it's just amazing. I love these guys. I'm so happy that they got the, t- the chance to be on. And um, for all the fans who want to go see them, um, they're playing October 18th at the pharmacy in Philadelphia. So please, guys, go check that out. We should have Jeff in just a minute. I'm trying to locate him. Am I here? Is that you? There you are. Is that me? There I am. Can you save me? <laughs> Can you just save me right now? I'm just, I'm nervous. <laughs> oh my god. Well, good save evening, ladies right and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and to another episode of the Stoop right here on Block Talk Radio, the Never Let You Down Block Talk Radio. We <laughs> apologize. As always, we lead in with some kind of a technical disaster. But uh, I am your host, Jeff the Shark Perini. With me, as always, the lovely and amazing <laughs> Jewel Tady. Um I introduced yeah, myself a, badly. <laughs> and I just reintroduced you, so. <laughs> Sorry. We, uh, we get a little frazzled when the uh, technology craps out on us. Anyway, we're here for a TGIM, another Thank God It's Monday episode of The Stoop. Uh, tonight, huge guest, local... Philly area-born product, Jessica Barth. You'll know Jessica from TED and TED2, and uh, she's now a writer of her own blog, which we'll talk about as well. Um, Producer, talent, lovely girl, and a lovely member of the Jewel Tatey family. Tell us a little bit about that, Jewel. Yeah. uh, She's my older cousin, and yeah, she's just, she's been doing this forever like I was little and going to see her at Westchester University um, do Shakespeare plays and she's just always been super talented I always remember her with a notebook she was always writing something so it's just great to see and another one of my cousins Jeff just posted he's like you know this this family does have a lot of uh, (laughs) people in the entertainment industry and uh, no they just they go for it and she has outdone any of us she's just a hollywood movie star so she's incredible and i can't wait to talk to her she's the swiss girl ever and uh yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun i'm super duper excited
Jeff, you there? Okay, so yeah, still here. <laughs> uh, we're working through. Um, we're working through. This. I don't really know what happened here tonight. We've been uh, smooth sailing, and all of a sudden we got a little uh, sidetracked. We're trying to walk through it. Um, so yeah, let's uh, thank, like you did. I'm gonna thank again uh, last week's host, um, Debbie Sherman. I mean, last week's guest, Debbie Sherman and uh, Molly Rhythm. They were just fantastic. We had a great time with them. Um, you know, when when you get guests, the guests are getting better and better, and we're getting more and more uh, feedback from PR people and bigger guests on the way. And one that me and Jewel have been putting to work, and we have finally uh, nailed it, that we're going to announce right now, October 9th, uh, Jewel, as you know, and as some of you may know and may have heard, uh, the show of shows here on the stoop. Uh, we are going to, whoops, we are going to be joined by the one, the only, the Ford, right here on the stoop. Um, <laughs> that is about as huge as it can get. We, uh, we have been so excited. I've, I, you know, I've talked about this every second of every day, uh, since it's happened. And it's just incredible. Joel, what are you thinking of this? I mean, how amazing is this, knowing that we're going to have Lita Ford here on the stoop? No, it's incredible. I literally can't believe it. Um, it It's going to be huge, and I can't wait to have her on for Pinktober and Breast Cancer Awareness Month because she has this huge breast cancer awareness virtual team. It's going to be enormous. It's It's huge. Between, like, tonight and and Lita Ford and we're just blowing it up here at the stoop Jeff what do you think oh yeah we got some great stuff coming up a lot of big guests and we're going to announce them later on in the show uh so you as always got to stay tuned to hear what we got coming up like we said October 9th Lita Ford and that is a that's a pinnacle man that's huge that's one of the highlights of our time here on the stoop I couldn't be more excited um, so yeah, we're looking really forward to that. But before we do anything else, as always, our top five list. Tonight, Jules decided to flash us back a little bit. We're going to go back in the day here. Pretty exciting. We're going to go with top five childhood toys. That's right. Jewel reliving her childhood tonight with her wonderful cousin, Jessica. So she wants to do top five toys, and I'm down with that. And I will allow you, Jewel, to get us started um, with your top five. Give us your top five toys. I wonder if you're going to know my top five toys. I mean, I'm a tad younger than you, so <laughs> we'll see. I, I, <laughs> You'll see. All right. Starting off, we have number five. I'll never remember this, but when I was a child, there was a little thing and it's called Puff Surprise. Puff and they had kitty fries, and they were both dog cats who were pregnant. And they had about two to six dogs in their litter, or, you know, kidding, kittens in their litter. And it's just funny to think back on this because... 
my mother has this home movie where I flip out at Christmas time because <laughs> I wanted puppy surprise and I got kitty surprise. And it's this big running joke in my family. Like everyone has seen the tape of me having a meltdown over puppy surprise. I wonder if Jesse remembers that the puppy surprise videotape. But anyway, number five, number four. Okay. So this, these, I think were my older sisters, but I treated them like my own because I just played with them when they got tired of them. But there was these two dolls. One was called Cricket and one was called Julie. And they were the female Chuckies. They talked. They had emotion. They were scary. Their eyes moved. One needed a tape. I believe that was Cricket. And then one did not, Julie. And Julie freaked me the hell out. But they were fun to play with because... They were cool big dolls, and it was, like, my buddy, but it could talk. So, yeah. Okay. Number three. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Oh, no. Came through. I'm just calling Jeff right now. Oh, he can see me. Let's see this. Here. All right. Uh, number three. You still with me, Jeff? Yeah, still here. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. Number three would be Polly Pocket. Now, Polly Pocket, I believe, is with kids these days. And they were great. You could put them in your game pocket, and you put them in. It was a little light. It was a little and tiny little doll. Number two, I was a peewee, and I had not one, two string peewee women dolls. Maybe, maybe me on mute. So number two, Pee Wee Herman. And number one, something all girls my age had was Gigapets or Tamagotchis. They were fun. They were like virtual pets that you could let die or not love. You could feed them. I remember I had a monkey, a kitten, and a little dog. And it would be very upsetting when you couldn't take care of them. So that's my number one, Gigapets slash Tamagotchis. Are you still with me? Yeah, I'm still here. I, I apologize. Okay, and, <laughs> you know, the stuff we, we go through here is absolutely ridiculous. You know, we're... Uh, I, I apologize greatly. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was Jules' top five. I, I didn't catch much of it due to the... Uh, Technical difficulty we're having here, but I will give you mine. And at number five is Stratomatic Baseball. Stratomatic Baseball was played with the cars, with all the stats on them, and all the uh, real league players. And uh, it was back, you know, before everything was video, and, you know, and everything was, you know, hands-off. It was more of a hands-on. It was a 
fun game, had stats, and you line up your teams. That was number five for me. Number four was uh, Chinese Jacks. Chinese Jacks were like regular Jacks, only you would kind of flip them and take turns catching them, and you had to catch them in certain orders and catch them in certain amounts. So that was pretty enjoyable. Uh, that was number four. Number three was the ever-so-frustrating yet always-so-fun Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube. I was one of the few people that never solved it. So I don't know about anybody else out there, but I was never able to solve Rubik's Cube. But that was number three. Number two, Lego. Who didn't love Lego? You put them together and put together so many different things. There so many different worlds, outer space and kingdoms and cities and policemen and firemen and, and all kind of stuff. Lego, number two, one of my absolute all-time favorite toys. And number one, it's Star Wars toys. Anything Star Wars toys. Anything. Any spaceship. Any city. Any character. Any weapon. Anything Star Wars. When I think of how big a collection I used to have, and I'm that kid, you know, my mom threw them all out. <laughs> you know, I was that kid. But Star Wars. Threw Did you have through. all the little figures and, like, the Darth Vader box? Because that's what my, my brothers had. I had pretty much all of them. I I, I got to tell you. Yeah. I, I had just about every Star Wars thing, and you know we we grew up pretty fortunate because you know mom would get us things and we'd work around the house and gain our allowance and with that allowance we would go out and we would you know pay for some of them on our own and, and get Star Wars stuff. It was like the childhood. Me and my brother would line up. We'd have tons of storm uh, stormtroopers. And Darth Vader and Luke and Rebel soldiers and we'd have ships and we'd fly around the entire house. Just one of the greatest times. Just such a great time. Um, yeah, that was my number one. And uh, that, that's my list. I, I do apologize again, Joe. I missed pretty much all of your list. But it's okay. I can run through them again. <laughs> I have to mute me on Hangouts there, Jeff. Gotcha. Sorry. All right. Um, number five was Puppy Surprise. Number four was Cricket slash Julie, Creepy Chuck Dolls. Number three was Polly Pocket. Number two was Pee Wee Herman Pull String Doll. And number one was Gigapets slash Tamagotchis. All right. Pretty awesome. Oh, you sound so again. much better. Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> I'll run through my list again. Number five, Stratomatic Baseball. Number four was the amazing Chinese Jacks. Number three, Rubik's Cube. Number two, Lego. Number one, anything, and I mean anything, Star Wars. Anything Star Wars. Let me ask you, Jeff, do you like do you like the new Lego movies and do you like new Lego Star Wars? Because all the Lego movies are pretty funny to me. I can watch them all and, and just laugh. So I enjoy them. Do you? Uh, from what I've seen, yes. I, I never really sat much through the Lego movies. Um, I do enjoy them, though. Um, and, and, you know, it's fun. It's a nice little twist. Um, a little more for the kids. I mean, kids that have seen the Batman movies, be it the Michael Keaton Batman movies or the Christian Bale Batman movies, a little dark, a little out of the realm, a little not so much childlike. So this is, you know, this brings kids a little closer to Batman and like a fun, relaxed, Atmosphere. You agree? 
Lego Batman is funny. First of all, you have to see the Lego movie because I can like quote that my nephew watched it so much. But Lego Batman is freaking the best and Good stuff. Um, for me, like, like I said, my, you know, I haven't watched this closely, but for me, I'm so, sorry, but I lost it. Okay. I haven't watched as closely, but I enjoyed it. I think it's funny. I think it's a, a cute little angle for the kids and, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a good idea. It worked, it works out well. And we're sure there are going to be more of those movies to come. Uh, so let's get into our topics of discussion. We apologize again. I'm glad everybody was hanging in there with us. We we have a little change in format, but we're working it out here. And me and Joel fight through it because we're troopers here on the stoop. The NFL. Yeah, you know what's coming to this. The NFL, President Donald Trump, were at war. Donald Trump called players who kneel for the national anthem sons of bitches. And, uh, you know, if you don't salute the flag, you're a son of a bitch. So the players of Schroeder Unity have decided, again, they're going to lock arms during the anthem. They're going to take a knee. One former Philadelphia Eagle, Mr. Shithead, LaShawn McCoy, that's right, I've called you right out of my show. Well Decided he was going to stretch. Yeah, decided he was going to stretch during the national anthem. It's one thing to lock arms. It's one thing to kneel. It's one thing to not pay attention to the anthem. But when this guy is going to sit there and stretch to say, screw everybody, including my teammates who are trying to make a stance, lowest form of human being, used to be a McCoy fan, out of love. Jewel. Wow. Is is this enough already with with the stance? And, 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 you know, where is the solution? How does this come to an end? (laughs) I didn't even know that about McCoy. And, uh, yeah, I have one of his shirts. That's crazy. I don't think you should do that. I mean, I'm really not for the kneeling. I I really, I don't like it. I just think that what their message, and guys, I'm sorry, I just don't think their message has anything to do with the anthem or our flag. Um, The man who said it the best, I guess, was this guy, Brandon Tatum, and he he said it had nothing to do with that. He said that the flag represents hope and unity. you know, this country was great, and it, it made all these football players go from whatever means they had to be millionaires. And, uh, yeah, just – and it's a part of your job. Like, you're representing the NFL, and Donald Trump, I guess you can have your opinion, but I think it states somewhere that you can't have your uh, beliefs put on the NFL. I mean, the NFL is the ones who have to handle this, and the owners and the managers and – I mean, for once, they were praising the Eagles because everyone locked arms. It was the players. It was the cops. It was everyone. They all sang the anthem. The man sang it, and he sang it beautifully. I think he was a, a Navy vet or something like that. And I mean, it was beautiful. Every time I, I personally hear the anthem, I get choked up. I mean, it's just it's great. I mean, we are free. You think about everyone that has it worse than us. Um, I don't agree with the Neil, and I think you could do other things. Personally, I, I don't think the message has anything to do with our flag. I'm not trying to offend anyone here. I just, that's my personal take. I, I you know, not choosing sides or anything. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, but I, you definitely shouldn't freaking stretch, I don't think, in my opinion. So, uh, 
what what are your feelings on it? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this real quickly, and I don't want this to get blown out out of proportion. I am for you you know the freedom of speech. I am for people trying to take a stand. The problem is it's taken away from the game because it's the main focus now all during the pregame. That's yep. all you hear about, all you're seeing about, all you read. Um, the problem with it is it is alienating Americans, and it's becoming racial. And I don't think that is a good message. I am not a racist. I like people of all culture. People of all culture come on this show. I work with people of all different cultures. You could be uh, Hispanic, uh, Black, Asian, Jewish, whatever you are. I've interacted, and that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the stance is seeing seen, being seen as racist race to some capacity, which I don't agree with. Um, and I'm not against it. But if you want to continue to take this stance, you're going to end up losing your product. You're going to end up losing the NFL. You're losing ratings terribly, 14% drop in ratings. And yes, I heard potentially like a 20% dropping in ratings. 20%, mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah. You're going to lose revenue. You're going to lose. And, you know, it just, to me, it doesn't make sense. I understand they're angry. Pick at the White House. Pick at Trump. Go to the streets of Washington during the week, not on game day. I'm not going to stop watching. A lot of people say, oh, stop watching. I'm not going to stop watching. I love football. But I think this Anthem thing's got a little out of hand. We promised we wouldn't go nuts with it. My long opinion short is I'm just a little tired of it. And I hope a resolve comes through. Uh, real quick, one player, I heard it last night, Vernon Davis, who is a longtime NFL veteran, tight end for the Washington Redskins. Uh, they asked him before the game, and he said, look, if I was invited to the White House, I'm going to go. That's a monumental thing, being invited to the White House. Would I be thrilled to meet the President? Probably. Would I voice my opinion and say, Mr. President, we got to sit down, we got to talk about how we're going to make this problem go away and how we're going to make all races of people feel comfortable? And I'm going to sit and talk to the President about a resolution. That's just got to be done. Mm-hmm. That's just got to be done. That's all. Just play some, just play some football. Just keep your mouth shut and play some football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, from the overly serious to the very uh, funny and comedy, Netflix, Netflix, that is, check that. Netflix has been airing stand-up comedy shows twice a week uh, and bringing in some of the big-time comedians: Jerry Seinfeld, David Letterman, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, etc., paying them millions of dollars. Is this the comeback of stand-up comedy? Uh, is this good news for young and up, up-and-coming comedians? Or are the big names kind of taking over again, stealing the show and leaving the little amateur guys out in the cold? What do you think? Netflix is the giant now. It knows it's the giant. It wins Emmys. It wins, you know, it's just dominating everything. It's streaming. It's now. It's current. And everyone is jumping on board. Everyone wants to be on Netflix um, no, it's not good for the up-and-comers, but you know what? Netflix always had a big comedy uh, selection, you know? They had all types of, like, I heard it launched Ellie Wong's career. He went from playing small clubs to, like, large venues now. Um, but they're paying Jerry Seinfeld $100 million, 
Dave Chappelle, $60 million, Chris Rock, $40 million, and everyone's answer is, I want the money while they're still offering it. So that's where their heads are at. I mean, Comedy Central always has open mics, and um, I just feel like there's a lot of TV dedicated to new comics. And it's always welcome. Like, comedy never goes out of style. I don't understand how this could get old because I will watch every one of those big-time comedians. I will watch a lot of those small comedians. I like to laugh. I watch comedy specials a lot. Uh, I like Dave Chappelle's. I didn't think it was his best work. I definitely liked his show more. But uh, I don't know. Where's your head at, Jeff? My head is at the, the fear of this connection getting worse if Jessica calls in. But <laughs> uh, we'll be okay. uh, no, seriously, um, yeah, Netflix is the giant, and that's what people jump on. They jump on what is uh, the hottest and the latest. So yeah, I mean, if they got the money to pay, I don't really blame these comedians for going out and getting it. But I think some of these big time guys who have made it and have paid their dues, um, maybe uh, some specials where a Jerry Seinfeld will host a comedy showcase. You got Seinfeld, bring them one or two young guys and let them give it a shot. Let Netflix uh, be their platform um, because you need fresh athletes and, and fresh comedians and fresh everybody to, to keep things alive. Um, as a guy who used to watch wrestling back in the day, you know, all the wrestling superstars, the guys who get in their 40s and 50s, used to complain how the young guys are trying to take cheap shots. The young guys are trying to use them to build platform. Well, yeah, because when you turn 70, nobody wants to watch a wrestle anymore. You want to watch a guy in his 20s out there being athletic. So, yeah, yeah, you know, young people need their shot. And while Netflix is giving out hundreds of millions of dollars, I think the Stoop radio show on Netflix oh. measly, I don't know, $100,000 a piece? What do you think, $100,000 a piece, Jewel? Uh, Might as well make it a million. They have that many million to give out. I mean... We're not going right. to turn you it down. We have to go while they're offering it. <laughs> you just lost us. I tried to go in on the cheap so they would bring us on. hundred. I'll I mean, take a million. It. I'll take it. i take it okay. back. That a girl. Uh, and uh, we'll, get some, we'll get some high-quality equipment. 100000 and state-of-the-art equipment. And the scoop yeah. will be coming to you live on Netflix. That would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That'd be yeah. good. That'd be really good. Um, and we leave uh, ETR behind. Yeah. Jewel, <laughs> people sneaking in the studio behind you. I'm watching you over there. It's just my you fans got... trying to break down the door. <laughs> All right. Hello there. Trying to get a glimpse at Jessica. She's trying to check me out. I don't blame her. Yeah. It's cursed. It's cursed that, uh, yeah, I got to live with it. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Um, we're about two minutes away from Jessica's call in. Jessica Barth. Ted, Ted too. We know her. We love her. Um, so we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to peel back from jumping into a million subjects while we wait for her to call. And, uh, you know, we're going to remind you again, if you're listening, uh, that October 9th, we do indeed have the amazing Lita Ford joining us here on the stoop. So much stuff to talk about. Her book, her breast cancer awareness fight, her music career. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, it's big. It's going to be a big show. 
big show. I cannot wait for it. Um, another neat little show. This one I'm pretty excited about as well. One of my uh, favorite stoop guests comes back October 30th. It's our Halloween show. And what better way to celebrate Halloween than a woman who calls herself Halloween? She says she is Halloween. <laughs> We had her on a show about a year ago. She is Sagan Amory, lead singer of the group Hail Sagan. She's fantastic. She's gorgeous, and she's wild, and she likes to bring the fright. So we decided what better time to bring her back to the than our show on Monday the 30th, Halloween. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to be wearing some kind of costumes in the studio. Yay! Put them on the stoop page. A uh, couple of days before that is going to be my annual Halloween party. Uh, Jewel will be there. We'll take some pictures of ourselves being all Halloween. Halloween? Yeah, right. I, I, have, I, I have yet to got an invite. I'm not invited to this so-called party. Uh, the invite is coming out this week. <laughs> I was told that the uh, Facebook invite thing that you know seems to be how everybody communicates now has to get put together. So we're going to be putting that together really soon. Very exciting. Oh, I, I so do Halloween. I, oh, I refuse to not do Halloween. I'm a Halloween junkie. I was what researching a... my costume today, just saying it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Um, we originally kicked around the idea that I was going to be Jewel and Jewel was going to be me, but uh, nah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny, though. I did that one time with my sister because I dressed kind of gangster in high school and she taught at my high school. So I dressed as preppy, uptight her, and she came in all gangstered out with my shady clothes on and a sideways truck hat, and, and she was me for the day. It's pretty funny. <laughs> that had to be something. Sorry yeah. I missed that one. <laughs> you are sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel absolutely terrible that I, that I missed that. I missed all the good things. It's all good. That's all right. But, um, yeah, we're waiting. Uh, Jessica should be calling any minute now. And uh, we'll be talking to her. And I'll be talking to Jewel. And Jewel will be talking to me. And, of course, as you know, come around 9 o'clock, shit hits the fan hour. <laughs> we always love that. I think that just happened. Shit hits a fan. <laughs> it was the 8 o'clock hour. That's yeah, that's just that shit. I think shit has already hit the fan. Um, really? <laughs> because that was a disastrous beginning. But uh, we survived, as we always do. We're, we're making it count. We'll pick it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we do here. Makes us, That just makes us stupendous. You like how I threw it in there? Stupendous. Stupendous. That should be our new tag. I like that. That's a good idea. Hashtag stupendous. I love it. Good comedy right there. What we do here on this? Great. We're on the stoop. What we're going to do on Netflix. Two of us sitting there staring at each other. Oh, excuse me. Calling each other stupendous. You know, Amy Schumer renegotiated her contract because all of those people were making millions. And yet again, they were trying to pay the female less. I wonder how much she got. 
if they were all getting millions and hundreds of millions. Well, let's uh, let's make the move now. It looks like it is time for our special guest. So we are going to welcome to the stoop Jessica Barth. Hello. Hey, Jess. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Doing good. How are you are... doing? <laughs> I'm good. Can you hear me? I'm on my cell phone, so hopefully I, you can hear me. We can hear you just fine. Um, okay. We had a little bit of technical te- difficulty to start the show, but we've since fixed that, so we can hear you. I can hear Jewel. We're all one big happy family here, and uh, I want to uh-huh. start off by thanking you for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Sure. So let's get right into some questions. Um, so you're an actress, okay. producer, even a writer, which is amazing stuff. Yep. When did you realize that you had a love for acting? At what point did you decide it was the right decision to leave us people behind here in the great state of Pennsylvania <laughs> and venture <laughs> to Hollywood? <laughs> well, first of all, I have to say it's so comforting to hear your, your guys' dialect. <laughs> we don't have that out here. You're, you guys sound so Philly. It's awesome. Um, so why I made the decision to leave Philly was because um, I wanted to be an actress. I didn't grow up going to the theater or anything. <laughs> but uh, we did watch a lot of movies in our family. And uh, so I grew up watching a lot of films with my dad. And I wanted to do films in TV. I didn't want to do theater. So the place to do that was uh, Los Angeles because you have to really know how to sing if you want to um, be an actor on Broadway. That's that's not me. So um, I had to <laughs> I had to uh, um, go out to Los Angeles. So I studied theater in um, in college, and then when I graduated from college, I moved out to Los Angeles. Sorry, Jeff. Great stuff. I'm sorry, Jules like throwing things at me across the studio and keep <laughs> telling me to go on. <laughs> so, um, and do you, you want me to important. keep talking? She's suddenly gotten shy with a guest that she's familiar with. <laughs> I um, I'll, I'll I'll keep talking. <laughs> I'll tell you a couple of things that I did in Philadelphia, which would you know, which I'm sure will be more interesting to your audience. But our grandfather, I don't know if people know, but Jules, my cousin. So our grandfather was an actor, and um, he had his own um, acting studio in Philadelphia, so downtown. And uh, excuse me, it was modeling studio, acting studio. So I took classes there. Um, And then I studied at the Wilma Theater, which is also a theater um, on Theater Row in Philadelphia. Um, And then I went to LaSalle. Um, I studied communications because I thought maybe I would do uh, make my own films, and then I discovered I, I realized that I really wanted to focus in on acting, so I went to Westchester to study acting, and then made the leap to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, Jess, and I remember you know going to see you act in Shakespeare plays in Westchester. Um, did you enjoy the Shakespeare? Like, when did you decide? Like, I'm going to go off, and I, I, I will try for movies. Um, well, I always wanted to, like I was saying, Joel, like, we didn't we didn't grow up as a family that went to see the theater that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we weren't that kind of a family. So 
really we bonded like watching movies and TV and things like that. So um, while I wanted to get um, as much training and the best training that I that I could before I came to Los Angeles, uh, that's why I studied theater because the people that I looked up to had a theater background, but they made the transition to to film. So when I Jewel, I did um, like Hamlet and Importance of Being Earnest and um, a bunch of plays at Westchester that you're probably talking about seeing me and that that was part of my training um, all of our our the theater studying that we did costumes and wardrobe and they kind of voice and movement they trained us in everything so mm-hmm. um, but I always knew in the back of my head that I was I was being trained so I could go to Los Angeles to, to try to do film that's, that's awesome thank you, know, you. It's excellent, and you do a great job. We love we love watching. I absolutely love you and Ted and Ted too. I thought you were great. And um, thank you. You're, you're you're funny as well as you know. You're an attractive woman. You're a funny actress. Thank you. Did you uh, anticipate the success of Ted though? An R-rated movie, a little edgy with some wild stuff. Did you anticipate this movie becoming so big and being a big break for you? Um, no, no, I didn't at all. I actually, um, I've, I knew Seth before the movie came out, Seth MacFarlane. So he would always talk about this concept that he had about this, like talking bear and da, 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 and I, it just went over my head and I was like, oh yeah, it sounds <laughs> awesome. Like, I just, like politely laugh, like, oh, that's great. <laughs> so, um, but once once this once he finished the script, he gave it to me to read, and um, I fell in love with the role of Tommy Lynn. It was I was just like, oh my god, I can so play this part, and he was like, oh my god, you so can't. Like he did not see me <laughs> as this role at all. Um, so I really had a fight for this role. He did not want me to. He didn't think I could do it. Um, uh, yeah, and maybe people that grew up with me in Philly might might have <laughs> thought that, but like <laughs> I've since evolved and matured, and he just couldn't see me in that role. <laughs> so um, he called me in for like this two line part. It was like uh, Mila Kunis's the girls that she worked with at, at the office. So the casting director he had the casting director politely call me in for <laughs> for this role just to kind of throw me a bone. So I went in and I read the two lines, but before that, like the night before, I put myself on tape for Tommy Lynn. So I basically auditioned in my room when had my friend, like, you know, record me, put it on a DVD and took it with me. And after I read for the role with the two lines, she was like, oh, yeah, that was great. And I was like, I actually put myself on tape for Tommy Lynn. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So I gave it to her, and then the, ne- uh, the next day they called me back, and then I was placed on hold for about two months, um, which wow. means which means it's, like, down to you and one or two other girls. So it was, like, two months long, and meanwhile, I am friends with Seth, and I hear nothing from him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I call him. I'm like, um can you just tell me like what's going on? And he's like, you're going to rip your hair out if, you, if I tell you what's going on. I was like, I'm ripping my hair. I've been ripping my hair out for two months. Like, can you just <laughs> tell me what's going me. on? 
Yeah, and he's like, well, he's so, like, auditory. He's so into what things sound like because of Family Guy and animation. He's always in the sound booth, and he's so particular about what things sound like. He was more interested in that than in terms of, like, the acting. So he met this girl while in Boston who worked at a tanning salon, and she sounded exactly how he wanted the role to sound. So he wanted her to do the role so much so that they brought her in and like gave her acting lessons and worked with her for two months (laughs) and i'm like oh my god (laughs) that's insane yeah it was insane it was insane it was horrible (laughs) so um it he's like listen this is our last work session with her i'll know by tonight if it's gonna work if it's gonna be you or her i'm like oh okay can you tell me? Can you call me? He's like, yeah. So it's like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, I'll call you in an hour. Nothing. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, just text me a happy face or a devastated face. That's all you have to do. <laughs> so then he he called me, and he's like, don't hate me. And I'm like, I swear on my knees buckled. It was this dramatic. It was like, I was like, what? And he's like, I'm going to uproot your life for eight weeks. So, and I still didn't get it. I'm like, does he want me to go to Boston and like work on the dialect for eight weeks? Like, what is he talking to? He's like, you got it, Barth. You got it. And I was like, ah. Oh my God. Big, huge thing. Um, It was worth it in the end. (laughs) But, uh, sure. no, he didn't help me get that role, as, as a lot of people probably think, because we were friends. Um, but, yeah, and, like, uh, I yeah, know the trouble you – like, sorry, I know the trouble you had just because, you know, we're cousins and we talk. But, yeah, it is just so crazy to think that you fought so hard for this, and everyone loves Tammy Lynn. Like, she's the feisty spitfire <laughs> – She's kind of Northeast Philly. She's kind of Kensington <laughs> Philly. But we all know this girl. Like, we grew up with this girl. Like, we probably gotten yeah. into a fight with this girl. And for exactly. you, you could channel that so well. You you weren't this girl, but you could you could probably uh, tussle with this girl. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah I, but Philly, you know, we're ac- our accent is a slight change from Boston. Ours is way better. But you did. You perfected it. So, so what did you do to perfect it? Um, okay, so that was his big thing, right? That was the whole reason. That was the holdup and why I, for me getting the role was that he didn't think I could sound like the role. So the girl who he wanted to give the role to, she's a beautiful girl in Boston. She's awesome. Her name's Cassie. And she worked with me. So I basically would hang out with her. And we would talk and I would record her and we would, she would help me with the lines. And um, I I really kind of like got her mannerisms and her tone and her inflections. So she was a huge, huge help with that. And then I have a, I had a CD that I listened to. I watched a lot of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movies. (laughs) How how was that CD? Was I like, this is so wicked hot. <laughs> was it like that? It was just like that, Joel. It was exactly oh my like God. that. <laughs> I can't do it. Obviously, I'm just no. No, that don't was judge. Good. That was good. <laughs> it's a lot but of rage. It, it really was. 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm obsessed with Ray Donovan right now. I'm so late to the game with Ray Donovan. We'll yeah. binge watching it. Yeah, Jeff, same here. But you know, when you when you binge watch a show, you kind of like take on the character. <laughs> so like, don't you kind of want to just like smash someone in the face? <laughs> or is that just me? No, that's all of us. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you what, my husband. <laughs> what? I gotta tell you what. If you nail if you nail the accent that good, they should recast his wife because his wife on the show. Works yes. on my nerves. Yes. Jess, oh. you should be his new love interest. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, it doesn't matter. They don't need to recast the wife because he cheats on her left and right. So I could just be a little. Yeah, Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm not caught up at all. No spoilers. I'm, I'm like no on spoilers. season three. Yeah, Katie, Katie Holmes just entered the picture. And can I ask you a question? Why is she wearing braces? Why is she wearing? It has that? no point. No, no, there's no point to that. I don't think. I mean, my, why is she wearing braces? Why? My wife didn't understand the, the braces. She didn't understand the hairdo. I don't know if that was something she's going through in why real did life. I know. Why they brush her hair? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Hair. Real, real rough time. Real rough time in Scientology for that one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, poor girl. <laughs> poor Katie. No, love her to death and all, but. Girl did not look good in Ray Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Looks way better now that she's with Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yeah. They still hooked up. She's doing well. <laughs> it's, it's funny. At least you're not alone um, there because I seem to hear that a lot. Um, let's, uh, let's change it up a little bit. Let's talk about something new that you're into, um, blog writing, which you know we all love here. Uh, Champagne and Vinyl is your brand new blog. Um, yep. Kind of like being a mom of three, how do you balance work and home life and, and now writing? And what advice do you have for uh, working moms? And tell us a little something about what the blog is all about. That was a lot of questions all in one. So I would probably say that writing was like my first like love in terms of the arts. I probably loved writing more than I did acting. So I've been writing my whole life, whether it's in journals or screenplays or plays or um, what have you. So I love writing. And I've been blogging for a while just like as a journal kind of a thing. I did uh, 15 Minutes Till Fame. I did Mama Bears. Um, But this, Mama Bears, uh, we just changed that to champagneandvinyls.com because champagne and vinyl was taken. So it's champagneandvinyls.com. And it's another cousin of ours and my project. And she's a she's a mom in Jersey. I'm a mom in uh, Los Angeles. So we got together. She does all, like, the technical stuff, which goes way over my head. And we both do the writing. So um, we're really, really super, like, passionate about this. It's basically about – do you have kids? I don't know. If, I know, obviously, Joel has kids. I don't know if you have kids. But it's really, really difficult. <laughs> to, you know, have kids and give them everything and still have your own passions on the side, it's a difficult thing. So that's kind of what we're trying to address is keeping the me in mommy. That's that's our tagline. So you have things, it's just kind of honest parenting. We try to keep it really honest with, with lots of laughs along the way. Um, some exciting things are really happening with that because I have a mentor um, who created Hot Moms Club, which is a huge huge website and she's 
been mentoring me through this. So I'm super excited about that. Wow, and I didn't know yeah. that. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's fun. So we're 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 just getting our, you know, legs with that, and we'll see what happens with it. But I started that when, or we started that when I was pregnant, and I was kind of getting really antsy because I couldn't act, I couldn't even go on auditions or anything. So we just kind of launched a new creative project, <laughs> um, and it's actually it's really it's going somewhere. So we enjoy it and you know, we're on Instagram now and that, that seems to be the way to go these days is Instagram. Yeah. I love what you, what you do with it too, because you're not afraid to say your opinion. Um, I know you do a lot of stuff on like how far is too far. And I know you have a teenage daughter. It's like, where do you draw the line on some stuff? You know what I mean? With Instagram and all these new apps. Yeah that kids have these days like where what's your thought process on that and like how much screen time do your kids get because that's an issue with me and my daughter's three like I I don't, I don't know how you uh-huh. handle, it, handle it with three of them well I can tell you with the um it's it's e- it's actually easier to set the boundaries I think with the 13 year old than it is with the four-year-old because you yeah. know he just throws tantrums but um with the four-year-old, it's just it's more of like if if we're out and like we're at a restaurant, he gets he can have the iPad and that will keep him you know quiet. Um, if he's here and like it's a super busy day, he'll get it. But there's no like regulated times that he's on it. I actually encourage other kind of forms of play. Although there's a lot of like educational things on there. He watches dinosaurs a lot on there, and the kid can tell you every single dinosaur that is known to yeah. man. <laughs> So, you know, there's there's good things to it, too. You just have to limit the, the, the amount of screen, screen time and make sure they have other, you know, options that they're playing outside and they have, you know, they're building things and they're using their hands and their, their small um, fine motor skills and their gross motor skills. you got to make sure they're doing that stuff and not just sitting there watching the TV or the yeah. iPad. Um, Definitely. But there are some, some really cool, like, educational things for them. So, uh for your three, for Joey, I would say, you know, you're allowed the iPad during this time, from this time to this time, or before dinner, or after dinner, or whatever the time is, and then have a specific place and put it in that place when the, yeah. when that time is done. So it's out of like she can't see it, you know, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Uh, yeah, um, and I was gonna say, um, it, it's probably the most difficult, like for one and two year olds because three she's in school now she's in dance she's doing all these activities but mm-hmm. uh but before that it's it's challenging because you're like do I give him the phone <laughs> just for like the right. one moment because of peace easy. But <laughs> yeah oh yeah. yeah no it's easy and and for sure like if you need it, it's better to like give them the phone and walk away for a second than like lose your shit <laughs> yeah you know but but as long as, you know, you come back and you take it away or as long as they know there's boundaries with it and they can't just have it all, all day, every day, then, then it's fine. With yeah, my for sure. teenager, you have to be super careful with it because, um, you know, there's just this whole other world out there. There's sexting and there's, you know, there's ugh, I, with Instagram and social media. And, but we have, we have uh, pretty strict rules with her with that. Yeah. Like she, when at nine o'clock she has to put the phone outside of her bedroom. She doesn't sleep with it. Nine o'clock, then she starts like getting ready for bed, going to school. She doesn't use it in the morning until she's in the car with me. So she has to do, 
you know, if she has to study before, she has to eat, she has to get ready, and then when she's in the car, then she can have it. And she's not allowed to have it at school, so there's good. there's specific times that she can have it. Yeah, and I, yeah. you know, I admire your opinion. I I was asking Jesse her opinion. You know, as soon as I got pregnant, um, I I always value your opinion. Um, I just I wanted to ask. It's so hard. It was so hard for me going back to work um, when my daughter was four months old. You're so busy. You have a, such a packed schedule. And and you just had a new baby, Savannah. She's beautiful. Um, can, Thank you. Can you just give like new moms advice for how to handle everything, and and having a social life as well? Like how how do you handle it all? Oh, um. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, the hard the thing is is that. When I first moved out here, I wasn't around any family at all. Since since then, my mom has moved out here, and my nephew has moved out here, and Danny's family is here. So I would say help is a lot. So my mom will take Savannah on Wednesdays, and that will be, like, my day to do the things that I need to do. Um, I'd say probably two to three days a week I'll have – either my nephew or my mom or Danny's mom or somebody, somebody helping for a couple hours of the day. So I can go and I can do errands and I can, you know, pick up Dennis or, and not have to worry about bringing the baby out. So help, whether it's your friends or your family, or if you can hire somebody, I fortunately don't have to hire somebody right now because I have a family. I do, I do have somebody like babysitter and, and a couple hours, but I would say, don't be afraid to ask for help. I would say schedule time for yourself for sure. Um, a lot of moms feel really guilty if they're away from their kids. And um, I don't like Danny and I just went away. <laughs> we went away for the night and um, I missed them, but you know, they were here with his mom and they were fine and I missed them. And, but you need that time. You need that time to bond with your spouse. You need, or your partner and you need that time for yourself. Take it. And then definitely spend time with your girlfriends because it's so kind of hard to, like, remember yourself as someone besides mom. You know, it's mom, 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 mom all the time, all the time. And you're, like, pulled in so many different directions. Like, it's so – you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, my God, I don't even recognize this person. It's nice to get up and get dressed and put lipstick on and and be like, oh, my God, there I am. (laughs) Even, Where have you been? You, even if I'm, <laughs> even if I'm going to the freaking grocery store, I go by myself. Like that's my time by myself, and I'm like, I'm putting on red lipstick. Yeah. I'm going to Trader Joe's. <laughs> you do. You need it though. Absolutely. I agree with you there. <laughs> but I would schedule time. You know, you you're lucky. You have your sisters right there. Like I miss my sisters so much. Like. Yeah. Have have that time, and you all have kids around the same age. I mean, it's that's nice, but also go out and leave the kids too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They'll be there when you get back. Yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> well, the one thing you get to do that a lot of moms don't get to do is uh, act and um, apparently produce. You got a new movie coming out called Tell Me Your Name. Um, mm-hmm. You act in it and you produce it. Tell us about this new movie, what it's about, and uh, how to feel to get behind the scenes in producing. 
So now, like, being a mom, being getting, you know, older, I, I, I really don't have an interest in chasing other people's projects anymore. You know, I, I really want to do the projects that mean something to me. I want to create my own projects. So that's kind of where I am at this point. I, I write a lot. I'm working on a script that I'm producing. Um, the beginning of next year, we'll go into pre-production for Um so producing was something that I've always wanted to do, but at this point, if it's an independent film and they want me to be involved in it, I have I have the luxury right now to say, but to bring me on as a producer so I have say in certain things. So, sure. you know, they value my opinion in, you know, uh, this part doesn't make sense or why is this scene going into this scene or, you know, we it's more of a collaborative, a collaborative process. Um and that's how I got involved with Tell Me Your Name. And that is supposed to be coming out. We've had some hiccups with that, but that's supposed to be coming out shortly. It's a scary movie. It's, it's, um, we just saw a screening of it not too long ago. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the, my own screenplay that I'm hoping to direct, which, like I said, goes into pre-production in the beginning of the year. And that's about... Um, that's a film about marriage <laughs> and what happens after what happens after you say I do. <laughs> it doesn't end at the wedding. It actually begins. So um, excited about that. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in producing and directing and getting some female driven projects out there. That's, that's my goal right now. Get more females behind the cameras. That's how making decisions. Great. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. You have the luxury to do that. I mean, not everyone does, you know. So, um, yeah, do it. You're you're always doing great things, and and we're all proud of you here. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and it's not that it's not that I have the luxury to do it. It's just that I do, I'm doing it, you know. And that's what I yeah. encourage. Like what you're what you're doing, Joel. You know, like. This is something you've wanted to do forever. You're doing it. Like, it's not really about, oh, you have the luxury. You have to make it happen. You have to go out there, create your content, go for it, and make it happen. And I'm so proud of you for this this show. It sounds awesome. I, I'm really, you guys have amazing guests on. It's, it's really exciting. Thank you so much. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just nice when you, you, know, you know what you want. And and you go for it. But go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. I'm sorry. We'll let you talk for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So knowing you're from the area, and um, what, what are some of the things you miss about Philly? What were your, some of your favorite things, places to go, places to eat, if you can remember any of them? What, what are some of your best memories of our little city here? Um, oh, I love Philly. Um, I, I miss most, of course, my family. I miss being, you know, when we get together quite a bit. I miss out on just hanging out on the weekends. I miss out, you know, my sisters and my cousins. We're, we're a close-knit family, so that's number one. I miss my family. Um, there's a great little place by my sisters called Three Monkeys Cafe that I really like. Yes. Um, I've never been there. It. I'm so jealous. No? Never oh, it's there. awesome. I know There's it's like your an outdoor spot. patio. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it there. Um Chickies and Pete's. Um I like their crab fries. <laughs> uh where else did I used to go? Oh They don't have a Chickies and Pete's on the West Coast yet. 
<laughs> I thought they no, were. No. They're everywhere Wawa, now. Oh my god, how could I forget Wawa? We don't know Wawa out here. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so those are those are the places that I miss. Cheesesteaks. <laughs> I miss cheesesteaks. Can't get a good cheesesteak out here. Can't even really get good pizza out here. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So yeah. so the best place to get a cheesesteak in Philly. <laughs> I I would say it's not Dino's or Pat's. It's Steve Steaks. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Steve Steaks on Conley. <laughs> That's how you know 100%. she's really from Philadelphia. That's how you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Absolutely. we go every single every single time I'm home and we're drunk. We go to Steve Steaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always end up there very intoxicated. <laughs> it's so delicious. It's so bad and. Uh, my boyfriend will just be like, it won't even be a weekend. We won't even be out drinking, and it will just be like Wednesday, and he'll come in with Steve's. I'm like, God damn oh, you! Why did you do I'm that? So like you jealous. can't mess up. Why did you mess up? I cannot eat like that during the week. Like he doesn't even save it. Of course I'm he is. I'm I'll gain like ten pounds from it, but. He won't gain an ounce. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. They just think about it, and then, oh, I just lost 20 pounds. Did you? Try birthing kids and then talk <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, give, me, give, me awesome good, right give me another good give me another good besides uh, three monkeys. But where, where's another place you like to go out? Um, honestly, we just go to pe- we just go to each other's houses when I'm home. I, yeah. I, I'm so lame. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the last bar I went to, God, I don't even know. Um, Fred. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm not gonna vouch for that place. I'm not, sorry. <laughs> can't do that. Um, yeah, but mainly I just hang out at my sister's or go to Joel's sister's house. That's yeah, kind of and Jesse comes. Huh? To, I don't really have any bars all the time, and it's always it's always fun when you come home. So we love yeah. having you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping to come back around Easter. So why don't you pick out a cool bar, Joel, and introduce me to some cool bars? Because I'm sounding very lame. <laughs> I don't get out. I'm a mom. What are you talking about? I <laughs> What's your favorite bar? I, I don't want. I I do um I if you I say live, reds I'm gonna no 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 uh, I, I I did I, I, I lived in Fishtown for a while and they do have some cool spots of all northern oh, okay. Liberty. like actually they they have a Wahlburgers at um second and, second and Schmidt's and when my girlfriend came in town a couple months ago we went there and oh my god it was unbelievable and everyone was like looking out for. Donnie, or I don't know what the other brother's oh. name, the the chef. Mark. But, uh, yeah, there was a big truck. Mark. Yeah, Mark. How's, how's Mark doing, Jeff? You, oh, my God. Really? <laughs> That's so funny because he's he's a big fan of Philly. You know, me and Mark, we hang out, but he's a big fan of Philly. That was the one thing that we talked about. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome, awesome, awesome guy. My mom met him, Joel. Oh, my God. You know what my mom said? I introduced him. I'm like... Hi, Mark. This is my mom, whatever. And she was like, hey, cutie. <laughs> Her mom's the cutest. It was the cutest. It was the cutest thing ever. Hey, cutie. Aww. I'm like, oh, my God. I love you, Aunt Mary no. Beth. <laughs> she better be listening. Hi, Mom. 
<laughs> no, it was cute. It was a cute moment. But he is. He's awesome. He's really down to earth. But he's a Philly fan for sure, so it doesn't surprise me that they have a Wahlburgers in Philly. Yeah, that's awesome. And he does so many movies here, and Invincible is one of my yeah. favorite. But, um, yeah, yeah, awesome. So here's what we're going to do. Um, in the near future, when you make your trip back to Philly, because now I've become family. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens. That quick. That quick. And we let you in. <laughs> we're we're going to rock the city. Me, you, Jewel. We're going to do Three Monkeys. We're going to do Steve Steaks. We're going to stay up late. We're going to hang at my house. What do you think? Come back next day. Uh, come back. We have a big time night out. That sounds awesome. I don't know about like hanging out at your house, but like everything else sounds awesome. <laughs> I, we'll pick a spot. We'll you just come by. <laughs> Him and his wife we'll are a great a time, Jess. We'll we'll hang out and have a good time. <laughs> no, it's very it'll be fun. I I thank you for the invite for sure. But yeah, I love I love Three Monkeys. Um, love Steve Steaks. I love to drink. So let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely make it happen. Uh, like I said, I'll bring Our my wife and we'll bring her in, and we'll, we'll do Philly the right way. We're very excited for let's that. Do it. Introduce um, me. Introduce me to some cooler places. Than rule yes. one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we need it. We're working on that's what we're working on. My wife my wife is here in the studio and she's already got her ear pinned to the uh show and she's already making up a list. So trust me, we'll find places. Oh awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I plan to be back there around Easter. That's my plan. Around spring break time. Cool beans. Good. That sounds good. We'll set up a uh we'll set up a big Katie Perini, Jessica Barth. <laughs> no, yeah. We'll tear the city up. You have a ganza. Um, <laughs> I want to do a. Oh. I want to thank you very much, Jessica, for coming on. This has been an absolute great time. Um, oh, and we'd thank, uh, we'd thank like you to, for having me. Sure. Outside of coming to Philly, would you like to come back on the show again sometime soon? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll have some cooler things to talk about. I'm going to I'm going to try to remember what I used to do when I was cool before kids. <laughs> no, but you do have you have a big project coming out too, right? That you hinted to. Oh, but. yeah. I just found out about today. I just found out about today. I can't say anything, but um Next time on the show, I'll be able to talk about it, and and it's pretty cool. So um, that's what's happening, and the end of this year into 2018. So I am very excited about that, and I'm excited to share with you guys. And I really, really appreciate you having me on the show. I, I hear Lita Ford is going to be on. Yes. Oh, yes. Nice. Very it's excited for that as well. Um, super exciting. Yeah. And, so and having awesome. you on this, I was I've been so excited to to get you here, and I've been counting down the days, and it's been worth every second because <laughs> you're so much fun. Flashing oh, back thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so again, everybody, the woman that made every man on earth jealous of a teddy bear, the amazing <laughs> Jessica Bork. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much, I'm going to require that to be said. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Anytime I enter a room, that's what I want to be said before I enter it. <laughs> Beer tagline now. That's your new, uh, that's your new 
All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank Joy. You so thank you so much. And I'm so excited for you, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Love you, too. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Jessica Barth. And like I said, worth waiting for. When I first, um, when I first got the word about you, Jewel, and was introduced to you and the thought of having you on the show. Um, even before I knew you were related to Jessica, I thought it was just amazing to have you here. And then when you said that you're related to her, my, my very first thought was the excitement of having her here. I, I just think she's great. Like I said, she's funny. She's beautiful. She's, and you can hear her just in the interview, she's smart. She's got a lot of good things to say. Um, she's calling herself boring. I thought it was terrific. <laughs> Uh, it, let's be honest. She's the only reason I got I got the part here on the stoop. That's the only reason. <laughs> no, she's no. the best. She, she's a she's super intelligent and like I said, I never saw her without a notebook. So I'm so happy she's writing now. And yeah, that that project she was talking about at the end. She said it's really big and she cannot say a word about it. So. Um, well, I'll blow up her phone and, and try to get her on for that. But, um, no, that was fun. Um, you know, we had a lot of mommy talk. You finally let me delve into the mommy talk. So, so thanks for that, Jeff. <laughs> oh, I know it's something you, you definitely do <laughs> pine for here. And, and, you know, sometime soon. And when I finally get my manhood together and get my wife pregnant, <laughs> you know, we can talk about mommy stuff then. Too. <laughs> always, but, always. I, I gotta set the record straight. <laughs> if Jessica is still out there listening, it, I did not say stay at my house. You're welcome to come by my house. I'm gonna think I was getting I creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, stay at my house. Come over. No, I got a nice basement. Basically, <laughs> just come over. My wife loves entertaining, and you know, that's right. Jewel hasn't seen the the house no. yet either. So. I haven't Jewel. gotten an invite. What the hell? Halloween party, you're coming, you're gonna rock it. You'll see it's worth hanging. Jeff, I'm really excited about my costume tonight too. That's gonna be great and and we'll have a great time. (laughs) I like great costumes. So it's gonna be you know, come Easter time it's gonna be you, it's gonna be me, it's gonna be Mike, it's gonna be Cassie, it's gonna be Jess. Uh, if she brings her husband or not, he's welcome as well. Her husband's great, Danny, is it's great time. He's so nice. Three monkeys and Steve Steaks. Wawa, uh, cool bars, we're doing it all. And you know what? When they get it, when they get around Philly people, they they have no choice but to drink their asses off. So we'll have to definitely take her up on that. And we promise that there will be no um, scandalous videos that'll hit TMZ tonight on TMZ. World goes wild on Philly. No, that's not happening. Three monkeys. Three monkeys. Hey, we're giving them a shout out. They should they should sponsor us. <laughs> I know, right? Three monkeys. And we shouted out again. We did it a couple weeks ago with pizza, but tonight we shouted out three monkeys, Steve Steaks, Wawa, Chicken and Pete's. All of it. We're that show from Philly. Philly should just love People us because we love them. Mark, Mark Wahlberg loves Philly. You can't get much bigger than that. I love Invincible so much. I just watched that for the 50 millionth time this past week. I love that movie so much. Your beloved Eggles. Is that why you forgot his name? 
forgot yeah. Mark Wahlberg's name. Jeez. Oh, sure showing not having him on the stoop. Um, yeah, that's uh, Fred Wahlberg. Fred. No, I know. I was trying to say everyone but him. Go ahead. Go ahead with your bad self. All right, so let's go on to a topic that I really want to talk about because I, I saw this the other day. And it's not so much a topic, but a, a list I saw. A website called The Richest. They like doing these lists of remember whens and remember this and way back whens and all that. But they did a list called 15 Newly Single Female Stars of 2017. So I looked at the list and I went down the list and uh, real quickly uh, for you guys out there pining for a new lady. Anna Ferris, Scarlett Johansson, Katy Perry, Olivia Munn, Demi Lovato, Jody Sweeten, Lala Anthony, Hilary Duff, Claire Holt, Adriana Lima, Haley Williams, Mel B, Natalie Maines, Chloe Bennett, and Amber Heard. It's quite a list. Hmm. So, you being a you being a female, I'm not going to ask you to pick one because I'm you know that's a little weird. But <laughs> let's say. You had to play matchmaker. You got this guy friend or guy relative, and you had to fix him up with somebody. And you know, being on the stoop gives you the in and the access to these fifteen ladies. Who who's the best catch? Who do you think on this list is is the girl that you would try to fix this special fellow up with? Absolutely. Well, I have excellent taste. One. So, um, yeah, there's a couple good ones on here. See, like I like Scarlett Johansson. But I feel like she doesn't want to be tied down. So she's a good catch. But her taste of range, like, her range is so... And she went from Ryan... No, Sean Penn to Ryan Reynolds. Like, she's all over the place. I'm pretty sure she's bisexual. So she should just be single. Katie Perry's a nut job. <laughs> That's all I have to say about her. <laughs> uh, Olivia Munn's cool. I think, I think Olivia Munn is, like, my spirit animal. Um, she she's a cool one. I'd probably pick her. Uh, stay away from Jody Sweeten, Mel B, and Haley Williams. Cause, cause I don't know why. I just think they're crazy. Well, Mel B's notably crazy. She's crazy spice, scary spice, but she's scary and crazy. But exactly. I love her. And uh, yeah. But uh, I I'd probably pick Olivia M- and Amber Heard is a goddamn liar. So not her either. <laughs> so they're my choices. <laughs> I um, I looked at this list myself, and um, I'm a massive Jody Sweeten fan. I adore her. I think she is just the cutest and sexy and she all that. She has issues. Oh, come on now! I'm talking females here, you don't have issues. <laughs> hey, issues. Uh, I'm also a big Chloe Bennett fan. Um, we have have contacted, yeah, we we've contacted representatives for Chloe Bennett, and uh, we try to get her on the stoop, and we're told that it's a possibility we're working on it. That'd be pretty awesome. I'm not going to mention the list if she comes on the show, uh, <laughs> but I see a lot of names on this list that I'm not crazy about. Adriana Lima is incredibly gorgeous. Um, Chloe Bennett. Um, the rest of them, you know, I wouldn't fix myself up with. Let's stick with my wife. Adriana, Adriana Lima, I feel like, would be, like, if I was a guy, she'd be just, like, doing a face to me all day, like, 
<laughs> like, uh, and she wouldn't have much to say. But I love, I, I like Olivia Munn, and um, and Lala. I didn't even know that they legit broke up or divorced. That I thought that was a rumor, but I love Apparently, Lala. She's on, she's on that list. You can keep your Lala. Keep your Lala. Fine. All right, Fine. from the world like of <laughs> from the world of wonderful women to the world of what's on your playlist? Already, wow! Already, night well. is flying. <laughs> well, we had I mean Jessica is one of them guests that we could talk on with forever because you got so much to talk about and Philly stuff and all that. I, I could really, I mean, could have been the Jessica Barth week. We could have her on every night. No. Um, it's really great, but uh, yeah, we're we're at that point now. What's on your playlist? I I introduced it twice. I still haven't gotten Jewel to sing the theme song. What's on my playlist? Thank you, Jesus! Look, I got a big. <laughs> anyway, what we do? If you're new to the show, if you're new to the show, uh, what we do with what's on your playlist? Jewel and I delved into our library of music, which everybody has now. If you got a cell phone. Chance story, you've got a library of music, whether it's uh, Spotify or Apple Music, and the list goes on. And we just hit shuffle. We pick five songs. Talk about what makes these songs special, what makes them great, what makes them lousy. Uh, I pick on Jules' music. She praises my music. She tells me I'm the greatest musical town ever. I tell her she's got lousy musical taste. It's a beautiful thing. We do it every episode of The Stoop. And tonight... Since I'm sure a lot of Jules, aunts, and uncles, etc. are tuning in, I'm going to be the perfect gentleman and let her go first. Aw, thank you. Because you never do that. Ever. I'm kidding. You're a gentleman. You're a gentleman. All right. Then I'll go first. Okay. So, what do we have up? Why it's last week's featured band. It's Molly Rhythm with Right Meow. I seriously cannot get this song out of my head. I love it. I was singing it all weekend. It's been on my playlist all weekend, as is their whole album, because I I found it on my Napster, and it's just a great song. Guys, if you haven't checked them out, listen to the last show. Check them out. Molly Rhythm, they're Philadelphia bred and raised. You have to listen to them. The album is Devil, uh, The Devil Never Comes, and the song is Right Yeah. Number five. Number five, Jeff? It's a beautiful thing. I, I'd like to try and get Molly Rhythm to play at Three Monkeys while Jessica Barth, Jewel Tady, and myself down shots of Jameson. Holy That'd Moses. be incredible. Incredible. Holy Moses, sell the roses. One of my favorite bands of all time starts out here at number five. It's Aerosmith. And the song is Sweet Emotion. And um, it's just a, such a terrific song. What makes it a little more memorable was the video. Do you remember the music video for Sweet Emotion? Was that the one with Alicia Silverstone or no? Those those no, crazy, right? The, one where <laughs> the, the guy makes the call to the phone sex operator, and they show this sexy girl in lingerie, and the, the guy thinks he's talking to this woman. And at the end, it's his rather large housewife ironing. She says, call you next time, lover. She hangs up the phone. Hilarious video. <laughs> I never saw now, it. Unfortunately, every time now I hear this song, I think it's somebody with a sexy voice being nowhere near as sexy as they actually sound. But, um, you know, it's still a great song. A sweet Emotion, Aerosmith. That is uh, 
my first selection of the evening. Back to Jewel. Nice. Okay. Hello, Daddy. Hello, Mom. I'm your ch Yes, I was singing this all weekend. My daughter was singing it. She's three years old. Because we're going to have Lita Ford on the show October 9th. So you're goddamn right that Runaways was on my playlist. Number four, Cherry Bomb. Can't beat it. That is an incredible song. And I know every once in a while me and you talk about Guitar Hero. It's on the Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock. Really? Yeah, Warriors of Rock, Cherry Bomb, I love it. But, you know, Jerry Curry, I've always loved Joan Jett. I, of course, love Lita Ford. The fact she's going to be on this show, I'm geeked out and nervous about it now, and it's a couple weeks away. But, I know. Yeah, that, oh, that's a song I absolutely love. And, you know, if you get closed-minded and you don't like female artists, you're really missing out on just an amazing song, Cherry Bomb. Jewel, so far you're absolutely on fire. Uh, my next song, and here's a guy, talking about Philly, here's a guy that uh, got into the making of Broad Street Bullies movie. It's Rob Zombie, actually back from his days at White Zombie, Electric Head Part 1. To me, Rob Zombie, White Zombie, what have you, um, is one of my favorites of all time. I've seen him live four different times. Wow. And he's such a unique, uh, such a unique character. He's got a voice that's not really a singing voice, it's a yelling voice, but it's perfect. And uh, he surrounds himself with just excellent musicians. There's nothing I love about Rob Zombie and, and White Zombie. Electric Head, part one, let me get part one in there, uh, is my second choice. Excellent song. So far, we're, we're both just absolutely killing us tonight. Let's see what you got on there. Do you know when the Broad Street Bullies is coming out? Because I haven't heard anything from that. I don't know. It, it keeps getting pushed back. Um, okay. So I'm obviously going to do some research uh, and find out because when that comes to town, I'm going to be one of the first guys in the movie theater watching that. I, you know, I was a little young, but still had a little bit of memory of the Broad Street Bullies. Uh, I've met a lot of them guys at Flyers Functions, uh, Perrant, Dave Schultz, uh, Dornhofer. Uh, you know, you, you've had the I've had the luxury of meeting some of them guys, and they're just just great dudes. I mean, they were badass dudes back then. Still great ambassadors to Philadelphia hockey now. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm too young for it, but I'm waiting to see the movie. Uh, all right, my number three. Okay, it was his birthday on Saturday. He turned the big six eight. You knew it was coming. It's Bruce Springsteen with Incident on 57th Street. I first heard him sing this song uh, at the link. I believe it was like 2003. Yeah, because I had red hair. Right. Okay. I have red hair. <laughs> he was singing at the link. It was my first concert at the link. It was like when the link first opened and he did his concert there. It was incredible. And he sang this song and I just thought it was the most beautiful song I ever heard. Good night. It's all right, Jane. Incident on 57th and happy birthday. To the boss. Number three. We, uh, I don't discuss, discuss the boss much because, uh, you know how I am at Springsteen, but, you know, hey, happy birthday nonetheless, Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Did, did I tell you, Jeff? I thought he actually retweeted, I thought he retweeted me. Like, I thought Bruce 
Springsteen re- retweeted me, but it, it wasn't Bruce Springsteen. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> I got excited <laughs> for for a millisecond until I realized um, I, I was duped. So, yeah, that, that was a fun fact of the weekend. Almost had a heart attack. It's, it's all good. Go ahead. <laughs> We've all been there. I've got retweeted, or not retweeted, I got a, responded to from a... Um, well, I'll go through the whole story to share it with you. When when John and I used to do the show, I used to constantly mention former porn actress turned uh, sports analyst Mia Khalifa because, you know, I'm just a pig like that. But <laughs> I used to talk about her on every episode. We tried to get her on the show. Um, and one day I got this comment that said, Mia Khalifa you know, commented on your tweet, and I raced to it, and it was some silly fan page it sucks right it's like i've just been fooled and and it was almost like it was the same profile picture and everything it just didn't have the verified check mark next to it and i i I, like screamed in the car we were coming back from a football game i'm like yes he he's thank you because that's happy birthday and then and it wasn't him i was so bloody embarrassed but it's all good it happens to the best of us i guess it sure does. It reminds me of a little story. Um, when you were young and your heart was an open book and you used to say, live and let live. You know yeah. you did. You know you did. You know you did. That's actually the lead into my next song, Live and Let Die by Guns N' Roses, a terrific remake of a, a great Paul McCartney song. Um, GNR, you know my love affair with Guns N' Roses. Uh, I saw them live. Uh, last year when he came to Lincoln Financial Field, Axl Rose has grown up a little bit. He's got rid of that annex where he disappears and then gets off stage and fights people. He's admitted it himself on stage. Uh, so, yeah, Living Life, Guns N' Roses is one of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, that is my third selection. I love it. We're, I'm telling you, we we have not, outside of your Bruce Springsteen thing, we haven't missed yet. So, keep oh, up with my It's his birthday. Show some respect. Damn. All right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You'll probably know this because you're old. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm what? just you're kidding. Because you're old. <laughs> we like to play here. <laughs> but it's adorable. A, it's a band called Yaz. Situation. Move out. <laughs> Move uh, out. I just want to wake up to this song every single morning. I want this to be... My alarm clock in the morning, I wanted to start my day. Actually, there was a month there in college where I actually did start my day every day when I just wanted to be happy when I woke up. But, yes, yeah, situation. It's number two. Pretty awesome song, bro. I'm not going to lie. I do like that song a lot. And uh, that's a redeemer. <laughs> that's why you, that one. you pulled that one from the depths of I don't know what. My soul. I know. I found my old phone. I found my old phone from college. That's where it came from. So, thank that's pretty awesome. Thank the gods for that one. <laughs> God, if I found my old phone, there really wouldn't be a phone. It'd be a big dial type house phone. Yeah. I'm so cool. Thanks for that. There's uh, <laughs> one I'm absolutely positive you don't know, uh, and it shows my age and a little bit of uh, geekdom. Chuck Mangione. Feel so good. It's an instrumental song. Me and my buddies actually took this on as like a cult favorite song. I have no idea why. Uh, but it's Manjoni and uh, his trumpet. 
and it's just a slow and elevator music kind of song, but it, it's beautiful, nevertheless. And uh, probably the only real hit Chuck Mangione is known for. But a song that really... It's a bonding song with me and my friends. That sounds bizarre. And, you know, when you hang around drink beers with your buddies, the strangest things become calling cards and remembrances. And this is one of them. Feels so good. Quite Chuck Mangione, my second. So we each have one more song left. Jewel... Let's bring it home big. Give me your top choice. Um, it's old. It's very old. But it's the toys with Lover's Concerto. Now, do you, do you know this song, Jeff? I got to say no. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's it's almost like Diana Ross is singing it with the Supremes. It's just that angelic, and it's very 50s, and um, I'm, I think my sister has a, a drunken video of me singing this for the Phillies home opener, and I'm just getting down to it. I always jam out to this song. It's a great little ditty that I sing when I'm feeling good, so you have to check it out. The video, I think, is still on Facebook, so I you go check it for yourself, but uh, yeah, my number one, the toys, lovers can chair too. I lost you. <laughs> <laughs> I sit here in silence because I have absolutely no idea what that's. Good. Song if is. I don't shut you up at least one during one time during what's on my playlist, I haven't done my job. So I'm glad I did. <laughs> Stumped, and I love it. Um, so. My number one song. Parallel Universe by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, this is off their greatest hits album. It was a Chili Peppers song. It was in the middle of an album. And it was never really seen as one of their more popular songs. I'm telling you. And Jewel, I'm going to repeat it to you nice and slowly so you can find the song and listen to it. Parallel Universe by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Just listen to Fee, uh, Flea. Fee. He's cranking out that bass line. It's just, it's an amazing song. I love this. Probably my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers song. And I'm usually not that guy, because usually when I pick a favorite song from a band, it's usually one of the commercial hits or the well-known hits. But Parallel wow. Universe by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Solid. I'll take your advice on that. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal song. We you know why? Because I, I, I trust your judgment in music, and you should trust mine. So I say every week, you listen to one of mine, I'll listen to one of yours, and we'll have a party and talk about it. That's true, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it the following week. I mean, you cranked out, you know, Yaz's situation. I mean, <laughs> that <laughs> right there. <laughs> that puts you, put you on such a high pedestal, I can't even begin to explain. Thanks. I try. Absolutely. You get better every week. Oh, that was good, though. That's what's on your playlist. What was on our playlist tonight, you're asking? Well, for me, Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. White Zombie's Electric Head Part 1. My all-time favorite band. Guns N' Roses, Live and Let Die. Chuck Mangione's Suit Sounds and Feels So Good. Number one, Jules' soon-to-be new favorite song, Parallel Universe by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Jewel comes back with Molly Rhythm, as heard here on the stoop, right? Meow. Right meow. 
wonderful Cherry Bomb by the Runaways Bruce Springsteen incident on 52nd Street. Yaz's Situation and the last one, Lover Concerto. Jewel, you like surprises? Uh, okay. It's a yes or no answer. Do you like surprises? <laughs> <laughs> yes? Now I'm scared. We're going to do this for the folks in honor of Jewel, in honor of the folks, in honor of everybody here. One more time, Molly Rhythm doing Might Right Meow right here on the stoop. And we'll be back in four minutes. Woohoo! Drop me off a bicycle, I give it to a kid for free Sneaking through your yard and leaving gardens I don't drive a car, pardon me for starters But we'll party and lick molotov the ingredients They be saying, look how green she is I'm vegan and I'm showing up in Jesus' fish I know there ain't an afterlife Flipping off the passes, wet that Bible spreading my 
had him here last week on the uh, we had him here last week on the stoop. Molly Rhythm and the song Right Me Out. We had to play it for you right one meow. more time. That's how much we loved it. <laughs> right meow. <laughs> Great song. I absolutely love that song. I'm addicted to it too. And when it came up on your playlist, I'm going, you know what? I'm going to fire that song up again here on the stoop. Yay. Happy to hear it. So we got a lot coming up on the stoop. A whole heck of a lot. And uh, we're going to run it down. Uh, another one that was announced today for us Philly people band called Sheena and the Nosebleeds. They're going, to be here, yeah, they're going to be here November 6th. I know Jules aimed for that. I'm pretty aimed for that, too. Um, some hard, loud music. Sheena is a woman that really seems to own the stage. Very, you know, very badass woman with a badass, strong voice. We here on the stoop. Um, as you know from the past, with uh, acts like Lilith in the Night, Sagan, Hell Sagan, she said she'll be back on the show. Uh, her band. All these badass um, women. So let's give you a a rundown of some stuff that is coming up here on the stoop. And we're going to start off with Wednesday night, the 27th. Bart Shadow will be with us. Bart uh, is a performer, a Broadway actor, and he is done singing with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. With Christmas coming up, why not talk some Trans-Siberian with Bart Shadow, that is on the 27th, October 2nd, a Monday. Elizabeth Ho from the show Disjointed, one of them great Netflix shows, Disjointed with Kathy Bates, the uh, very sexy Elizabeth Ho, and she's also pretty funny. She's gonna be I thought you were going to say, <laughs> you're going to say the very sexy Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> Well, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I am, you know, wow. Not that a lot of here. <laughs> Listen, she's going to knock you out. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Wednesday, October 4th, a woman who is also extremely sexy, a little more sexier than Kathy Bates from Two and a Half Men. She played Chelsea. She's the amazing Jennifer Taylor. She will be on the stoop October 4th. October, oh, my goodness, I just uh, did a little bit of it. October 11th, another local Philly artist over winter will be on the stoop. Yes. We're pretty excited for that. That should be great. October 16th, soap opera actress Kate Linder will be with us. Keep adding shows and more are coming on, and we are going to come back you, of course, about October 25th, about 10 days before the season premiere of Shameless, we're going to have the sexy, <laughs> that. say it again, the, the sexy, female, <laughs> sexy Kevin Ball himself, Steve Howie, comes back to the stoop. I'll tell you what, between Steve Howie. I drew a blank. Steve Ellie, Elizabeth O, <laughs> Jennifer Taylor, uh, Jessica Barth, amazing, just all totally amazing actors and actresses that are coming to the stoop. And of course, I am going to toot our horn 
and give you the big one, Lita Ford, October the 9th. Whew! You got to be here. 8 o'clock, Monday, October the 9th. The Queen of Metal. Every young man in the, in the 80s. I am so excited. I don't even know where to start asking questions, but I'm going to ask a lot of them. The amazing Lita Ford, right here on the stoop October 9th. Amazing. How, how, how exciting. I mean, did, did you imagine just a few short months ago before we finally got rolling with this thing that you'd be sitting here talking to Lita Ford? Did you ever dream that? No. No, no, no. And it's just it's just getting bigger and bigger, and it's, it's just so exciting. I'm so excited. I'm, like, literally just shaking in my boots. I... <laughs> I, I, I just can't believe it. I, I get so excited every day for this show. And I get excited reaching out to people, finding people, finding Philly artists. And it's just my dream. It's my number one dream to find people and, and bring them on and to have a platform. And where we're also getting big names like this, it's incredible. It's I mean, I I live for this. And it, it makes me so happy. And, um, yeah, so it, it means so much to me. And. I just appreciate everything and, and everyone who listens and supports us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks to everybody that listens, to everybody that supports us here on The Stoop. Uh, and, hey, here's something that you don't get every day. I know she's a relative, but somebody who's out there doing it on the West Coast in Hollywood, you know, Jessica Barth comes out and tells you that she's proud of you, she loves the work you do here on The Stoop and thinks it's amazing. That makes me feel great. That's got to make you feel great. And that's why we do it. I mean, besides the hundreds of thousands of dollars and the offers flowing in from Netflix and every station on earth, we do it more or less for, for the fun of it. Uh, you know, we, we we do it for fun. Um, yeah. No, that means the world to me, though. It really does. I appreciate my whole family support, my boyfriend's support, and uh, even my daughter's support. My three-year-old daughter is like, Mommy, I want to be on your radio show. And I, I just, I have to get her on one of these nights because she's the cutest little thing, and you'll hear a cute little voice. But even she supports me. So thank you to everyone. And, um, yeah, let's keep rocking. Let's keep banging it out. What do you think, Jeff? Absolutely. I can't wait for every episode. I get so excited. As you know, we do different things during the day. You know, we're not constant 24-7 radio host. Hint, hint to anybody listening out there that wants to bring us on to make us radio stars 24 hours a day. There I said it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and all I think about all day is the soup. I just want to get there. And the emails blow up from PR people, and now they're sending us more people. And it's flooding in, and it's, it's a dream of mine, too. And, you know, I, again, I, I thank John Ragus, who invented the show and, and brought me here. And... Uh, I didn't think I'd be able to do it. Much like Jewel, I, you know, was a panic-stricken wreck the first time I got on here. Very first person I talked to on the stoop was Jesse Itzler, writer, partner of the Atlanta Hawks, just an overall talented guy. And I was me. I'm sitting here like this guy don't want to talk to me, but he did, and we made a great night of it. And we've been rolling along ever since. We've had so many. Great guest. We have so many more great guests coming on. And 
sky's the limit right now, and we're going to keep bringing it to you. We're going to keep bringing you the top five list. We're going to keep bringing you what's on my playlist. We're going to talk about Philly. Wait a minute. How about that? We are going to talk about Philly. <laughs> you didn't even about, talk about it. <laughs> we're going to talk about wow. 61 yards. 61 yards <laughs> of pure hell, Giants fan. Joel gave us the it's good symbol. 61-yard field goal. Incredible. Yesterday. By Mr. Elliott, as time expires, and the Eagles beat the Giants yet again. We have really found ways to break their heart, and that's the beauty of it. We don't just beat them. We kind of stab them in the chest. The miracle of the Meadowlands, the Deshaun Jackson punt return, that field goal yesterday. Suck an egg. Giants fans, we got the best straight to the heart. Philadelphia Eagles are two and one. As for the Washington Redskins, that's okay. We beat them, so we got the tiebreaker over them. Uh, A quick update for people who love updates. That's what we do here on the stoop. Dallas Cowboys, Arizona Cardinals currently tied at seven. Um, I think a little uh, what quarter. It's halftime. 7 7 at halftime. Starting to think a little bit of this legal battle thing with Ezekiel Elliott is getting into his head. Elliott has tonight just eight carries for 31 yards. Not the dominating force that he was last year. And I really think all this legal stuff and potential suspensions and is getting in, into his head a little bit. But we'll see. Uh, if Arizona can hang on to win tonight, your Eagles will be alone in first place. Very exciting. But not the Giants. What place is Giants? That's right, last. I'm sorry. Forgot. Oh. It's so sad. It used to be a New York show. It used to be a New York show back when John ran it. <laughs> not anymore. It is a Philly show now. <laughs> what is that? E-A-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-
wanted a Tammy Lynn in her life, even though they knew that she would drive them crazy. What is but you that? Don't want her. What is that? Why do they all want a Tammy Lynn? Men love to be punished. Men like good-looking women with this just brutal attitude that you know works on your nerves. Because you know there's going to be that one time out of ten where that brutal attitude of theirs is going to bail you out of some kind of shit. That's right. Your see, woman is going to fix your shit. See, being the good girl with a tough heart, I always... Ugh, that made me mad somehow. That All the guys wanted a crazy bitch. I'm like, no. Don't get the crazy bitch. I'm a normal bitch. I'm a normal girl here. So they all they all went after the Tammy Lynn's. I'm like, it kind of made me mad. And I know some ladies will be on my side, but no, I love Tammy Lynn as a character because she's so relatable. We all know her. We all love her. Half of us probably fought with her. But Jesse did an excellent job. And we all love it. And it's in Ted history forever. So... Yeah. That absolutely made my night when she told me how much she loved my little phrase of the girl that made every man jealous of a teddy bear. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. She did. She did it well. And she did well tonight here on the stoop. Great time with Jessica Barth. I want to thank her again. And as you said, Wednesday night, as long as all goes well with our technical stuff here at the stoop. Part Shadow. It's going to be very good. He's, I'm going to ask him to sing. I am. You think he will? What if he has to, nope. has to like save his voice? He won't sing here. <laughs> I'm going to ask him anyway. Cause I, I love being shot down. It's my favorite thing here on the stoop, getting shot down. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to like just straight shoot me down. That'd be, that'd be kind of funny. I would laugh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're doing it. Like we're doing the interview. I'm like, I'm like, hey Bart, you know, how about for the fans out there? How about you sing? And he's just like, nope. Um, no, <laughs> it's not happening. How about, uh, how about you uh, go to hell? I'm not singing shit. <laughs> That'd be great, uh, That's one of the amazing Bart Shadow. Bart uh, Shadow being Elizabeth Ho, Jennifer Taylor, Lita Ford, and the list goes on. Great stuff coming up on the stoop in the next few weeks. So for tonight, I will allow you people to leave, and I will allow you to go back and watch that terrible football game with that awful Dallas Cowgirl crud team. We'll be back Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, and hopefully we don't have the mishap we did tonight. And, uh, you know, keep working. With hopefully more guest announcements, because we have some in the works so you never know what you're going to get here at the stoop so uh yeah join us wednesday <laughs> good point you never do know what you get and uh my phone was very active today uh and that's the thing when you when you bring in guests and you do it well and i'm not going to toot my horn but me and jewel do it well that their pr people bring us more holy jesus more people <laughs> what is that gleaming light you got going <laughs> what's Jewel's that gleaming this- light it's my oh book. My it's my book. I write all the notes in, and it's it's to remind us that shoot for this, <laughs> shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars. <laughs> I got a book too. It's right here, right in my brain. No, actually, I've got, I've got my book too. One thing that me and Joel like sometimes here on the show is make faces or point at things that nobody on radio can see but us. 
Like when this Jewel book is so bright. <laughs> Jewel did that. I remember talking about when we were doing the top female list. You were talking about some woman making this face, and nobody could see it. <laughs> she just made it sitting there making a face like this. Outside of me, it doesn't, it doesn't really translate too well on radio. I I gathered that now. It really doesn't. But it's I'm going to tell you something. Night. It's all good. I'm going to tell you something, Miss Jewel. I'm not going to mention any names. But a little bit of buzz going along the last couple of days from friends of mine and listeners. And I want to know a little bit about Jewel. Says you got a cute voice. They're all checking you out, saying you're a good-looking woman. What? I don't see it. I don't say it myself, but... <laughs> I know you don't. It's fine. No, I'm kidding. You, you really are. You're, you're amazing. You're, you're fantastic. We're, we're blessed. We're truly blessed to have you here. And, uh, you know, we're going to uh, get some photos of us being silly. So you can see what we both look like if you're not <gasps> in the area and you haven't hung out with us and seen us. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. More to come. I'm going to black out my face. Keep Jewel's face. That sells tickets. <laughs> It'd be like that Snapchat where you just blur over the one person's face. It'd be like you got like a logo for a show or something and you white it out names and put your name over it. Yeah. My niece does that all the time. That's what the kids do these days. They take pictures of themselves and then it's like cross out their faces. I'm like, what what's the point of the picture? I don't I don't understand. I understand. I hear what you're talking. Kids. These kids but these I, days. I am I am going to back up that little claim of the all the gentlemen that want to know about Jewel by telling you that Jewel is taken by a fabulous man, Mr. Mike Devlin. We like Mike. Mike's good people here. He's a big supporter of the show. I appreciate him supporting it. My wife supports it. I'll tell you what, when you hang out with us four, we had such a great time. And uh, poor Lord bringing Jewel here to the stoop. So you think it's just because you like Jessica. I like Mike also, that's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how I got the job. See? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm just... We're going to have that. We're going to do that on <laughs> I Halloween. I just my way. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do that on the Halloween show. The show's going to start, and we're going to be introduced by Cassie and Mike. That should happen. That needs to happen oh. soon, actually. That'd be great. They're going to be dressed up. <laughs> they're going to be dressed up like us, and they're going to introduce the stupid minutes. Nice and then we got to pull more... <laughs> Because Sagan Amory is going to be here, and I got to be on. Yeah, my favorite. We become buds. I talk to her a lot. Pretty awesome. She's very awesome. Freaky awesome. What's that? Kind of super freaky. Super freaky awesome. I want to get some of her stuff. I want to play some Sagan music on Halloween and uh, yes, get sound effects. We're going to do obviously top five Halloween stuff and. So Halloween's going to be a great show. All our shows I, are great. I was, I was hoping to hear back from Freddy Krueger, but he didn't answer me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's okay. Uh, year, no offense to Sagan. I'm, I'm excited to have her on. But every year I try Elvira. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah. for two. Last year I tried her two weeks before Halloween. Her PR man said, you got to be crazy. You can't imagine how booked we are. This no, year I tried yeah. her in August, and I was told, still, there's no way. So we got our own queen of Halloween. Yes. We got Sig and Amory. She is Halloween. That's what she says right on Facebook. I'll be One the minion. Them. If she's a queen, I'll be the minion of Halloween because I'm just a, a little excited fan. Gonna, gonna just climb in there and enjoy the, the time here on the stoop with her. 
God, the shit that happens after nine o'clock on this show is pretty good. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> too much. Shut up. Too much. Too much captain in me. That's all. Well, it's got a lot of captain in her. Holy Jesus. <laughs> a lot of captain. I'm drinking. Speaking of captain, I'm drinking Tropic Cannon by Heavy Seas. It's the uh, pirate. How is that? That's Incredible. the one beer I always wanted to try. Incredible. It tastes just like Tropicana, only with nice beer flavor. And now it's in cans. I'm becoming what, a can orange? fan. It's orange. It's orange beer. Blood orange. It's got like an orangey juice kind of flavor to it. It's blood orange, grapefruit zest, and other natural flavors. Try it, kids. Tropicana by Heavy Seas. You'll be glad you <laughs> did. See? Are we pitchmen? Advertise here on the stoop. We only got about two minutes left before we got to shut it down. Our two-hour right. limit. That's how good no, I'm sad. I, I hate leaving. I'm staying all night. Okay. Again, thank you so much to Jessica Barth, my new best friend in all of Philadelphia. <laughs> and thank you also to her amazing cousin, our very own beautiful, lovely, talented, amazing, funny, fun, quirky. Talent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> right now. I ran out of words. So again, for Jewel Tady, I am Jeff the Shark Perini, reminding all of our listeners, the thousands of listeners around the world, too. Don't be a douche. And be Tonight. good. Be good, guys. Bye. Oh my God, we got to get you a send off. We need a professional writer. Wait, wait, what was my send off? Um. No, we just got a 90-second cue from the... Uh, <laughs> I love you, lady. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, we'll see you Wednesday. Joel's bombing trying to get a send-off. <laughs> Good night, night Captain in you. Good night. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> get some Captain in you and don't be a douche. Good night. <laughs>